Hey everyone, just a quick note about today's episode. It was recorded before cafes closed and before social distancing was introduced. Here's the show. Hi everyone and welcome to a product-focused episode of The Networks. I'm Gareth Spence and in today's show I'm talking to Adver's Stefan Rettenberger about the launch of the company's new G.Metro solution. This is a technology that's been talked about for many years and one that has the potential to dramatically help service providers easily expand the capacity of their access networks. I caught up with Stefan over a coffee to find out more. Let's dive in. Stefan, a few days ago Adver launched G.Metro. For anyone who didn't see the announcement, what is it? Yes, hello, Gareth. Um, our G.Metro solution that we announced is fundamentally an innovative fiber optic access technology. So um, it brings very high bandwidth and high security all the way out from the edge to the end of the network. Um, it makes use of a point-to-multipoint fiber topology but it delivers full bitrate, uncontended, um, up to 10 gigabit at this point, wavelengths per endpoint. So the focus here is really about increasing fiber capacity in the access network without having to replace equipment or pay for expensive upgrades? Exactly. So the technology is purely designed for applications in the access. I mean, we all know that bandwidth keeps increasing and there is more and more fiber to more and more endpoints of the network needed. And G.Metro delivers very high capacity, uncontended, in a point-to-multipoint infrastructure. And you can still use existing customer premise equipment and, uh, of course, the fiber plant that you have in place. The upgrade happens at the remote node where you introduce WDM filters and you're using plugs at the head end and the far end. Uh, where then you use WDM technology instead of a um, gray optics, which is typically the case for, for older generation technologies. And from what I understand, there's a real emphasis here on simplicity with self-tuning capabilities. Can you explain how the solution works? Yes, so I think the big difference is that we're now using WDM, Wavelengths Division Multiplexing. So the technology is pretty much a fiber multiplier, so instead of just sending a single wavelength through the fiber, you're sending multiple wavelengths, uh, different colors of light if you want. And at the remote node, you split them apart so every endpoint only receives a single wavelength. Now, on the receiving side, receivers typically don't care what type of wavelengths that they see, but on the upstream path, so when you send wavelengths back into the networks, you need to make sure you have the right color of light to make it through the remote node up to the head end. And this is where self-tuning becomes fundamentally important. If you don't have self-tuning capabilities, you need to know up front what wavelengths to select in your component, and it becomes, from an operation perspective, a very cumbersome process. With self-tuning, you just plug the device into the endpoint, and it automatically finds the right wavelengths to communicate with the head end. This isn't a standalone technology, though, is it? Adver is offering a turnkey solution here. Yes, so I think in most optical scenarios, you typically have book-ended solutions where um, Adver optics talk to another set of Adver optics. So in this case, um, we provide the head-end technology, we provide the remote node technology, and we provide the plugs for the, for the customer premise equipment. Um, 
What you pointed out earlier, though, is that it doesn't have to be our customer premise equipment. It could be anybody's as long as it can accommodate an SFP form factor, pluggable transceiver, and that transceiver would come from us. So it's end-to-end, head-end, remote node, and plugs at the front. One of the interesting things about this product that many listeners may not know about is its origin. It dates back to 2008, I believe, with the development of WDM Pon. Can you tell me a little bit about this? It, it, that's a good point, actually. Yes, the, uh, the concept's been around for quite some time, actually. We made a big push just around 2008, as you said, promoting WDM Pon. And it is still fundamentally the same thing. You use WDM technology to have a point-to-multipoint fiber architecture but deliver a, a virtual fiber, if you want, end-to-end that is not sharing its bandwidth with any other other endpoints. At the time, some people said, in 2008, in that time, it's technology in search of an application, which was not true. Even at that time, passive WDM solutions and WDM-PON-like scenarios were used in telco infrastructure um, for applications such as DSL backhaul. So you would, in the access network, use point-to-multipoint to to save fiber um, um, upstream from the remote node and connect those street cabinets, those DSL street cabinets, uh, with individual wavelengths. And so it has been out there for a while. Um, It was never intended to be a residential access technology. I think that was the misunderstanding at the time. And the big change that we see now is that access speeds continue to increase. So what used to be a gigabit is now 10 gigabits. That's the new currency in the access. And the economies of introducing WDM PON type of technology, or as we call it, G.Metro, now is commercially definitely a lot more interesting in more applications than it was 10 years ago. And from what I recall, Adver is heavily involved in the uh, WDM PON G.Metro ITU group. Is that correct? Yes, we have been heavily involved with the ITU standards bodies. Um, G.Metro is actually an, a term that was used for many years for that type of technology. It has now moved on to an ITU T G.698.4 nomenclature, but we feel that G.Metro rolls off the tongue a lot easier, and uh, since the technology has been known under that name, this is also what we um, picked as a label for our solution. Stefan, we talked before about this being a, a turnkey solution. Is it really a case of just plug it in and go? Yes, as I mentioned, um, you have customer premise equipment. Sometimes it may be a, an Ethernet demarcation device. It may be a small switch, a small router. Um, and uh, typically these devices come with a cage that can accommodate an SFP plug, SFP small form factor pluggable. It's a transceiver that fits into that socket, and there may be a couple of uh, vendors out there that do not allow third-party SFPs into their boxes, but for all those devices that are open to third-party plugs, that's really all, all you need. You can continue to use your existing a CP, custom premise equipment, you put our self-tuning plug into the box, um, you use our technology at the head end, um, you have remote visibility, auto-tuning, everything is pretty much plug and play. And instead of having contended shared bandwidth in that infrastructure, 
all of a sudden you have uncontended 10 gigabit links all the way to every individual endpoint. And in which application areas are you focusing upon? So the key features here are a very high data rate. Again, uncontended, so it's not shared and you get whatever your neighbor leaves for you. Um, so you can then have a much better handle on service level agreements. Um, it is extremely secure because WDM is a physical layer traffic separation. It's not software-based or an electronics, so extremely secure. And so wherever you have high data rates that cannot be compromised and high security requirements, this technology has an interesting play. Um, clearly, business parks, enterprise services, but also in the infrastructure, more and more interesting scenarios pop up in the context of 5G and front hall. So front hall typically has a point-to-multipoint um, topology, very high demands for those remote radio heads. And um, this is a great way to deliver the bandwidth, the low latency, and at the same time um, have the data rates and the scalability that you need to, to build the 5G infrastructure. Have there been any deployments yet? I mentioned that even as early as 2008, 2009, the point-to-multipoint WDM in the access has been deployed for things like DSL backhaul. Um, in the context of 5G front hall or 5G networks, we had an interesting test and trial with uh, actually high-speed trains down in, in Spain. So how do you deliver 5G in a, in a fast-moving train? And G.Metro Metro was used to connect the... Uh, the endpoints along the fiber tracks. Um, there's been trials together with uh, big operators to demonstrate network slicing and an, another interesting concept in the context of 5G. But in terms of commercial deployment, it's still early days. So um, we expect this is more of a second half 2020 and maybe 2021 type of uh, rollout scenario. And I understand that a 25G version is already on the roadmap? Yes. So the beauty of uh, WDM technology is that a lot of the, the high-end innovation happens deeper in the network, in the core. So this is where the highest data rates and high channel counts, etc., are first needed and being deployed. And as volumes go up and technology becomes more and more commoditized, this technology finds its way through the metro down into the axis. So 10 gig today, again, is the new currency in the axis. So it is replacing more and more of the 1 gig fiber tails and 25G is a data rate that has emerged in the context of, uh, of uh, mobile networks in the context of, uh, of data centers etc. So as these components become more readily available and, uh, and self and auto-tuning it's a very easy step to upgrade that, that uh, fiber plant from 10 to 25 then. Stefan thanks for joining me today. I look forward to hearing more about G.Metro in the future. If you'd like any further details on the technologies we discussed, please check out the show notes or email me at thenetworks at adver.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.